you have your Bibles and you would like to turn Matthew chapter 21, Matthew chapter number 21 this morning, we're going to read together. If the Lord would help us for a few moments. We are going to share with you uh, a very familiar story for most in this room for this time of year, I believe. Uh, if you're able this morning, I'm going to ask in reverence of the Word to stand. If you're not able, I totally understand that. You don't feel bad if you're not able to, but out of reverence for the Word of the Lord this morning. Matthew chapter number 21, we pick up a story. Jesus is arriving. He's on the outskirts of Jerusalem. He's at the Mount of Olives. He is sending two of his disciples into the city before him. And as he's saying unto them, beginning in verse number 2, Matthew chapter 21, we find it says, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, you shall say, The Lord hath need of them. And straightway he will send them, speaking of the owner. And this was all done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee meek and sitting upon an ass and a colt, the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. And they brought the beast and the colt with them and put on them their clothes, and they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way, and others cut down palm branches from the trees and strayed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. And Jesus went into the temple, and he cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple, and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves, and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. And when the chief priest and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple, saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. And, he said unto, and they said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus said, Yea, have you never read? Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise. And he left them and went out of the city into Bethany. And he lodged there. For a few moments this morning, I want to preach a simple message on the unexpected sound. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you this morning. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people today. I thank you for the privilege to once again stand in this sacred place and to proclaim that which is truth, your word. Today, Father, I pray for the next few moments that you would anoint this vessel of clay. Lord, to speak in a manner that would bring glory and honor to you, as well as touch the hearts of those that are here. Lord, that we would self-examine and that we also would have an ear to hear and a heart to receive that which you would say to us today by your Holy Spirit and through your word. In Jesus' name, amen 
and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. For a few moments today, I'd like to walk through this story with you, and I'll do my best, maybe a little teaching mode this morning, but stay with me, and I promise we'll end somewhere uh, that is a good place. We see today in this passage of Scripture that it is a time in history where things was getting ready to change in a drastic fashion. There was nothing on the calendars of men that was getting ready to promote or to bring any awareness of what was getting ready to happen. It was very a fluid, unexpected time. And we find that as many times before, people are coming from every direction. We see a city is in full swing. People are beginning to fill the streets of Jerusalem and celebrating. A time of fellowship has come, a time of laughter, and a time of great importance for the Jewish people. And we find that travelers from every direction was making their arrival, and the city was abuzz. But on the outskirts of town, Jesus is with his disciples, and he turns to those that are with him, and he begins to give instructions, and he sends two of them into the city. Can I tell you that there is always a time of instructions that is given to those that are with Christ that the world never hears? Uh, and therefore, while they was on the outskirts of the city, Things began to be set in motion because what men did not know was that they had just entered into a time of prophetic fulfillment. Now, we find that when they began to go into the city, they returned with that which Jesus had instructed them. They arrived with the donkey and her colt, and notice with me, no man had ever set up on her. We find that when they had then brought her back with the colt, uh, they laid their, back, uh, laid their garments up on the backs of both of them. And at that moment, a prophetic utterance began to be set in motion that would be fulfilled in just a few hours. You say, what is that prophetic utterance uh, that you make mention of in Zechariah chapter 9, verse number 9? We read these words. It says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee and is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of her. In Isaiah chapter 62, verse number 11, we find these words. It says, Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the world. Say ye to the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work is before him. As he set up on the back of the colt and began to make his entrance uh, into the city, a great multitude of people began to give voice to the prophecy that I just read to you. And they began to give voice to it and ushered it in by simply saying these words, Hosanna 
to the son of David. Hosanna to the highest. The word Hosanna simply means this. It means to save now. What they was doing was giving a proclamation of salvation. They was not necessarily understanding of what was transpiring at that moment, but they was worshiping him because of all of the great deeds that they had witnessed him to do. And there was a great void in their lives. They was searching. They was looking for something significant. Uh, they was wanting uh, a king in the natural. They was wanting somebody to lead them and take them into a place of freedom, uh, into a place of life, into a place of prosperity. Uh, but little did they know that this man that was riding in on a donkey uh, was about to change the course of history forever. Uh, they saw him as just a mere man been able uh, to bring about a change in the present uh, but they had no ideal uh, that was getting ready to transpire for all of humanity. Uh, notice as he begins to make his entrance that we read in chapter 21 verse 8 and 9 it says a very great multitude spread their garments in the way and some cut down palm trees and others began to lay them in the streets with the garments. Uh, but there was a multitude uh, and they was basically divided. There was a multitude in front of him uh, and there was a multitude that followed him. Uh, it was very prophetic. This whole outline and this whole story is full of prophetic utterances. Uh, we see that a multitude that was going before him is a picture uh, of Israel. Uh, but we find the multitude that was following him is a picture of the church. Uh, and the very ones that was simply saying, uh, Hosanna to the highest and Hosanna to the son of David uh, just a few days later uh, would begin to cry out crucify him uh, and give us Barabbas. Uh, listen my friend uh, we find that in the midst of everything that was going on however uh, there began to be something happen uh, that was not expected uh, and when we began to look at this story in depth we find uh, that the cry was so powerful that it caused all the city to be moved. Uh, that does not mean uh, when you say it's just as there was a buzz in the crowd, uh, but when you begin to take it back to its original language, you will find uh, that the word move is simply talking about uh, that of an earthquake, meaning this, uh, the sound of the arrival of Jesus uh, was so loud and so penetrating uh, that it caused the city to begin to quake. Uh, and can I tell you today, uh, when you and I begin to understand just who he really is, uh, we cannot help but begin to realize uh, that nothing can stand in the presence of Almighty God. Uh, they had no idea what was happening uh, other than that they knew someone had just arrived. Uh, it was not necessarily uncommon uh, for someone to ride in on a donkey, uh, but what was uncommon was for just an average man to ride in uh, on a donkey. Uh, you would see that kings and leaders of the world at that time, uh, when they was making their entrance into a city, they would come in 
one of two fashions. Uh, they would either come riding a horse, uh, which was then making a declaration of war because it was power, it was authority. Uh, or if they was walking or arriving in a different manner, they would often arrive uh, in the form that Jesus comes riding in because uh, they was riding in a place of humility. Uh, they was wanting to send uh, a message that we come in peace. Uh, but this was a little different because uh, when Jesus comes in, uh, he was not simply coming just saying that I'm coming in peace, uh, but he was making a proclamation of the word that was given concerning him uh, that I am the Prince of Peace. Uh, he was simply coming to make it known uh, because you find in Isaiah chapter number nine, verse number six, uh, we read these words. It says, for unto us a child is born, uh, unto us a son is given, uh, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, uh, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, uh, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, uh, the Prince of peace. Uh, you notice that this whole event began to cause something to happen. Uh, as he begins to arrive in, they knew the leaders of that day. Uh, they knew uh, significant men. Uh, but when they began to come and they hear this shouting, uh, Hosanna to the highest. Uh, Hosanna, thou son of David. Uh, all of a sudden they said, who is this. Uh, can I tell you this morning, can I take just a moment uh, in the middle of this message uh, and testify to this fact uh, that I am thankful this morning uh, that I know who he is. Uh, he is not something that is far off or someone that is far away, uh, but he is this morning my God. Uh, he is my deliverer. Uh, he is my strength. Uh, he is my strong tower. Uh, he is my healer. He is the bright and morning star of my life. He is the rose of Sharon. He is that which his word says he is. He is no longer a lamb been led to slaughter this morning. But on Palm Sunday, you and I can rejoice and celebrate that there is about to be another quaking in the cities because of the arrival of one that we identify as the lion of the tribe of Judah. This morning, we do not have to be full of doom and gloom, but notice this morning, we've got to understand that we are overcomers because he overcame at this time in history. This is the leading up to the greatest day that we will celebrate next week. But can I tell you this morning, there was an unexpected sound that began to shake a city and that was that of children began to cry out, Hosanna, thou son of David. Please hear me this morning. He went to the temple upon his arrival and all of a sudden things began to happen. Upon his arrival, we find that he did not go to the house of government, nor did he go to the house of idol worshipers, nor did he go to the darkest places that was filled with sin and opposition, but he walks into the temple in the center of Jerusalem. And notice when he walks in, all of a sudden there begins to be a sound 
It was very unexpected. And it was the sound of disruption. Please hear me this morning. He walked in and he began to turn over the tables of the money changers and he begins to overthrow the seats of them that sold doves and he looks at them and says my house shall be called a house of prayer and you have made it a den of thieves and as he began to disrupt the status quo in the temple a multitude that was following him continues to be with him but in the midst of it is a generation of children that begins to proclaim the true identity of who he is. And notice what happens. The chief priests and the scribes, they were sore displeased because of what they heard. But he simply said, have you not read that out of the mouths of babes there is perfected praise? What does all of this mean for you and I today on this Sunday morning? Notice, please, the power of deliverance begins to flow in the temple once there was a disruption by him removing what had defiled his house. This morning, I cannot help but feel a little bit of a weight in this room today. But because of his arrival, many became uncomfortable and many failed to discern his true identity. I share this story with you and I today because like then, I am... Afraid that we too find ourselves in a time of great prophetic significance that many are failing to understand. We're instructed in scriptures to know the time and the season in which we are living. And I believe that when you see what's happening in our world today, it's really easy for us to become unsettled in our spirit. But I want to remind you that like then, there was a prophetic fulfillment that had to take place and today we find ourselves in that again just like that was the leading up to the greatest sacrifice that would ever be known we too are finding ourselves into one of the greatest moments that humanity has ever known since that time you see Matthew 24 4 and 8 it says and Jesus answered and said unto them <coughs> excuse me Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. We, we preached on this of, a little while ago. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. It's a prophetic time. Today we're seeing people's lives be stripped from them. We are seeing fear and anxiety overwhelm the hearts of men. 
We see pestilence. We see disease everywhere. We see now, I even read even early this morning, again, I see now major, major cities are being shut down across the globe again because of the new pandemic, a new variant, all of these things. And the hearts of men are beginning to crumble in this hour. Can I tell you, God simply tells us in his word, do not be troubled. But be aware of the time that you're in. And you say, why is that so important? Is because, can I tell you, we're instructed in a little book that most people don't focus on too much. But Titus chapter number 2, verse number 11 through verse number 15, we read these words. It says, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. I don't know about you this morning, but I can celebrate the fact that salvation has been shown to you and I today. But he goes on to say, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that, we might re- that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people. Zealous of good works, these things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Can I tell you today that when we understand what season we're in, it prompts us to make sure that we are in alignment with the word of God. Now, like then, I believe with all of my heart, many currently have no knowledge of who he truly is. They know of him, but they fail to know him. As well as I believe that we have a problem today with defiled temples just like we did then. Meaning this, nothing is regarded as sin any longer in our presence. But all the while, we're surrounded by those who are blind and lame with no concern for their condition. I want you to pause and go with me just for a moment in your mind. And I want you to look at the city of Jerusalem. I want you to look at the city that is filled with noise, filled with people, filled with religious leaders, filled with a magnificent temple. And we find that there was all types of rituals. There was all types of movement. There was all types of activity that was going on continually. But something happened when Jesus walked into that temple. He did not just turn over the tables of the money changers. He did not just turn over the chairs of those that were selling doves. But he simply, he removed but then he become the example of what his house was supposed to be. And when he was in the proper place, you never read where he sent out an invitation for the blind and the lame. He never made posters and flyers and said, come and see. But when he got in the proper place, all of a sudden it says that the blind and the lame came to where he was and he healed them. So what it tells me is this, that there was blind and lame all around them, but the chief priest and the scribes was just going about their duties and responsibilities that they had given each other, but there was no deliverance. There was no setting free taking place. Today in the United States of America, we put on our Sunday best. We go to the house of the Lord. We sing our song. We listen to our preachers, and yet we're not concerned by the the blind and the lame. I'm not necessarily talking about just in the natural, 
But can I tell you that we have a generation that is spiritually blind. They are spiritually lame. They are dying every day. And we just continue to go about the motion. Is it possible? Uh, I'm not judging this morning, but I'm just asking. Is it possible that we have become nothing more than high priests and scribes uh, that are more concerned about our titles and our positions, uh, that's more concerned about our prestige, uh, that's more concerned about our moment in the spotlight uh, than concerned about those that are broken and hurting and dying. Uh, Can I tell you, uh, it wasn't until he got to the place that he was supposed to be uh, that there began to be a cry that come up out of the temple uh, and children began to say, uh, Hosanna to the son of David. Uh, And all of a sudden, uh, blind men began to see and lame men began to walk. Uh, This morning, can I tell you, this world does not need another Palm Sunday service. Uh, This world does not need another Easter katata. It doesn't need another play. It doesn't need another egg hunt. Uh, What it needs is for men and women uh, that have become the temple of the Most High God uh, to walk in alignment with the Word of God uh, in such a manner uh, where once again a cry begins to come up out of us uh, like it did at that temple that day. Uh, Because I have to remind you, this is a dwelling place. Uh, This is a place where we gather. uh, But this is the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Uh, It's not this building. Uh, And we know today uh, that if there was a praise that was coming up out of that natural temple uh, that was making a proclamation of Christ, uh, then out of this temple uh, must come the same proclamation. Uh, So I didn't come with a big message this morning. Uh, I just come to tell somebody uh, that Jesus Christ is still Lord. Uh, Even though they put him on a cross a few days later, uh, he did not stay there. Uh, But very early uh, in the morning, uh, at the first day of the week, uh, there was something that was missing. And it was Christ. Uh, And he came out of that tomb victorious. I'm not preaching an Easter message this morning, but please hear me. You and I need to understand that just like in that moment of history, we in this moment of history have to realize that it's not enough to go through the formality. It's not enough to keep the feast. It's not enough to try to enact things that men say you should do. But we're in a time and a season right now where there has to be a proclamation that Jesus Christ is still present uh, and he's still able to do exceedingly and abundantly uh, what you could ever ask or think. Uh, There are those of you in this room today, you've had a week uh, that you wish you would have never had. uh, But can I tell you, in the midst of your mess, uh, he's still God. Uh, In the midst of your uncertainty, uh, he's still more than able. Uh, In the midst of not knowing, uh, he is still the one uh, that you need to put your faith and trust in. Uh, Maybe this coming week is a time uh, that that you're anxious about uh, and you're fearful about. Uh, but can I tell you, when we revisit this story, uh, it brings things to our remembrance uh, and it reminds us uh, that simply uh, Jesus Christ was more than just a mere man. Uh, the first thing I would tell you uh, that in this time in history, uh, when they began to take palm branches and began to wave them, uh, they was representing the goodness uh, and the victory uh, and they was symbolic 
of the final victory that he was about to deliver, not just for them in the present, but over death. Can I remind you, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55, oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? You see, when Jesus came, he was not just coming to be a king in the natural, but he was coming to be the king of all kings. He was coming to be the one that was going to sit in a place of authority, not for a short time, but for all of eternity. The second thing I would say this morning to you is this, uh, because his willingness to come as a prince of peace in that moment, uh, he was able to bring about a proclamation and fulfillment of the word of God concerning his true identity. But when they began to cry out, save now, save now, by simply saying, Hosanna, there was something that began to be made known. You read of it in Psalms 118, verse 26. It says, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You want to walk with blessing today in this hour? You're going to have to begin to come in the name of the Lord. Notice today, his heart was so overwhelmed at this moment in history that it caused him to do something that is very, very powerful. If you read of this story in the Gospel of Luke, you will find that as Jesus is riding on the back of this colt, you will find that as he began to make his entrance, and as he begins to make the descent from the Mount of Olives, and the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen him do. In Luke 19, verse 38, and they were simply saying, Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. But when he come near, he beheld the city and he wept over it. Why did he weep? Notice why he wept, saying, if thou hadst known, even thou at least in this day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thy eyes. For the days shall come upon thee that thy enemies shall cast a trench about thee and compass thee round and keep thee in every side and shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another because thou knowest not the time of thy visitation. It was a generation of people that was blinded. Even though there was a sound was taking place. It was a generation that failed to understand their hour of visitation. Notice with me, folks, the rejection of Christ gave birth to their destruction. We know this word was fulfilled in 70 AD. The temple was destroyed. Please hear me. I have to ask the question today, do we know 
Do we know today that today is our day of visitation or our hour of visitation? See, Romans 13 and 11 tells us very clearly he's not speaking to the unsaved man here, but Paul is writing to the believer. And he says, And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than we believed. Please hear me this morning. According to everything that we see taking place in our world, we are not on the verge of the Prince of Peace returning, but we are leading up to the return of the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And I simply want you to understand that before he comes, though, however, I sincerely believe this with all of my heart. And as I was in my office to the wee hours of this morning, spending time alone with the Lord, I believe that in my spirit I heard very clearly him saying, but before I come in that manner, he said, I am going to permit a disruption to take place. You say, why is that so important? It's because I believe it is a word of warning, but at the same time it's a word of encouragement because the disruption gave place to a purification that brought his house back into alignment to what it was supposed to be. So today on this Palm Sunday, I don't stand here full of uncertainty, but I stand here with great confidence to tell you this morning that I hear the Lord saying very clearly that I'm bringing purpose back to my house. And I hear him simply saying these following words that I am still the Holy One of Israel. And as I was taken back to one of my favorite passages of Scripture about 1 o'clock this morning in Isaiah 43, beginning in verse number 14. Thus saith the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I have sent to Babylon and have brought down all their nobles and the Chaldeans whose cry is in the ships. And I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, which bringeth forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power. They lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinct. They are quenched as tow. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? Then verse 21. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. Which leads me to this as they come to the music this morning. Haggai chapter 2 verse 9. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former. And in this place will I give peace, says the Lord. I believe today we can go on record and say this this morning. No matter how uncertain times are, no matter how overwhelming things may be, as a man of faith, as a woman of faith today, you can stand with confidence and know that he will fulfill that which is written concerning him. 
And I want to say to you this morning, just as he rode into Jerusalem in victory, he is aligning you and I, his bride, to walk in that same manner. This morning, while men are wringing their hands in fear and uncertainty, Palm Sunday reminds us that the reign of Christ is far greater than any that the mind of man could ever conceive or plan. Man look for someone to fight their battles in the present day. Have done that all through generations and all throughout history. But yet, when Jesus decided to fulfill the will of his Father, those of you that understand livestock, understand those old stubborn donkeys and mules and all of those things, one of the most wildest things you'll ever do is experience a little colt, a little foal that's never been set upon. It's quite amazing that they was able to just take their garments and their clothing, just throw it up on their backs without them not going crazy. But the weight of a man set down upon that old colt that had never been ridden. In the ultimate plan, he sat down upon her knowing this, that in just a, just a few days, the ones that were singing his praises would begin to shout, crucify him. But what men didn't know, that when he got up on the back of that little colt, this is just how my mind works. When he had purposed in his heart, Lord, Father, I'm committed to the cause. I believe that emerging from underneath that garment that was on that colt was a penetrating picture that was shining off of that little Bethlehem donkey that he was riding on. Because when he looked down, when he looked down and he saw a city that was rejecting, and he looked down, he saw a cross penetrating off the back of that little donkey, and they're still there today if you ever see one. But then I can't help but think as he began to see and hear the shouts and see the palm branches waving, I believe that he couldn't help but have to look down at the hoofs of that little colt he was riding and he could see all of the stripes that he was about to bear in his body was on the hoofs of that thing he was riding. You see, why is that so significant? Is because of the simple fact is before he ever made it to Calvary, he was already riding above it. You may think you're in the biggest storm of your life, but because he was able to ride above everything that man was about to do to his body in the natural, they could never dethrone him from who he really was. 
and because of the God that's in you today. That old enemy, the adversary, he can come, he can huff and he can puff, but he can never blow your house down because your house is built upon the rock of ages. So when men say, I don't know what we're going to do, I want to remind you this. There was two women, Mary and Martha. They had a brother whose name was Lazarus, and Jesus loved him very much. He was his friend. But they had sent word to him, said, your friend Lazarus is sick. But Jesus stayed where he was for a few days. But then while he was on the outskirts of the city and making his entrance at a different time, one of the sisters comes running to him and says, only if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But notice what he said. He said unto her in John chapter 11, verse 25, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Who, who, he who believes in me will never really die. You see, Lazarus was lying in a tomb, been laying there for four days, wrapped. But he says, just show me where you laid him. There are those today that would say, oh, but preacher. Some would say this, all oh, the church is already been laying in the tomb for four days. It's no use. Some would say, oh, preacher, our nation's already been laying in the tomb for four days. It's no use. But when Jesus arrives, doesn't matter what it may look like, sound like, or even feel like. There may be all types of sounds in the temple today. The sound of money changers, the sound of flapping wings of doves that's in cages that was never supposed to be caged. But when Jesus come in, all of a sudden, there was an unexpected sound. Children began to sing and proclaim was it supposed to happen? But even beyond that, even a greater unexpected sound began to emerge. Individuals began to say, I can see. And others began to say, I can walk. Today, we desperately need to hear that unexpected sound again in our sanctuaries. I once was blind, but now I see. You say, is it still possible? Yeah, because God's still God. Earlier this week, now I haven't got an update the last couple of days, but earlier this week, last Sunday morning, actually early in the morning, Wade's friend had a massive heart attack. 
Didn't know how long he laid there. Connie had to do extreme measures. They shocked Warren a couple of times. Some of the medical team that came in even after when they first brought him in said, this don't, didn't have a lot of good positive sign. Does it look good? Does it look good? Wade and Mary went, they prayed. Dan and Crystal went, they prayed. I went, knowing the situation, and just went into love on people. And I said, Lord, if, if it's meant to be, I want you to have them ask me to pray. I was in there on Tuesday afternoon. Connie turns and said, would you like to pray? We just prayed. By Wednesday, Tuesday afternoon, he was alert. Wednesday, they were saying it's going to get him up. We're believing a full recovery because of the supernatural power of God. And I'm believing we'll get one from that building over to this building in this house of a testimony of simply saying, I was blind, but now I see. I was lame, but now I walk. Can I tell you today, the world is not expecting a sound that comes from the presence of Almighty God. And they're not expecting the sounds that originate when signs and miracles and wonders begins to be present. But I come with a simple message today to tell you to get ready. I'm not searching a sign. I'm not searching for a wonder. I'm just saying that there's a transitioning taking place prophetically. And there's a purifying of the church taking place in this moment. And that's why maybe you're experiencing a little tug at your heart in this season. And God's dealing with you with things that may be present in your life that maybe has always been there and it's never really been that big of a deal. But God's saying, you know what, I'm, I, I'm shifting and I'm changing. And I want you to be sensitive in this area and that area. You say, why is God doing all of that to me right now? Let's tell you this. He's trying to make room for the miracle. So this morning, as we stand all over the house today, can I tell you, there was a rumbling in the city. And it didn't just move part of the city, but it moved all of the city. Can I ask you a question this morning? What is it that's coming off of your lips today? There is life and death in the power of the tongue. We know that according to Scripture. But what rolls off the tongue comes through the lips, and we have to make sure that what's on our lips today is not doom and gloom but it has to be a proclamation 
You see what gave way to this unexpected sound in the temple was the cry that began to be made even on the outskirts of the city. And there was a group of people that began to simply say, Hosanna, save now. I just wonder, I just wonder this morning, those of us in this room, we're sitting on the outskirts of Connorsville, Indiana, just on the outskirts of the city. But if we just get our eyes on Jesus and just for a moment remember, oh, remember his goodness. Remember his grace. Remember the marvelous works that he's done. You couldn't help but begin to say Hosanna to the highest. Hosanna, thou son of David. And I just wonder this morning if as a multitude of people, if that was to begin to be muttered from our, uttered from our lips, is it possible that there once again could be a city that began to be moved by the proclamation that Jesus Christ is Lord? I know it's a little somber in here today. A little quiet today. And that's all right. You just need to go to bed earlier next week. That's all right. But even in the midst of a quiet time. See, after all these years, I've come to understand. I, I, I love the moments when it's vibrant and full of life. But also I love those moments when there's a still smallness of of his Holy Spirit where he just wants to talk to the heart of man where he says, listen, it's not about anything other than me. And I just wonder that in the midst of maybe your disappointment, maybe in the midst of your hurt, in the midst of your whatever, if you could still pause and say, you know what, he's been good to me. He's been good to my family. He's made ways when there wasn't a way. He's gave increase when there wasn't no increase. He's, a, he's always been there. And just like these individuals, is it possible this morning you could find some strength just right where you're standing today for a moment before we go any further? And is it possible for you just to again to give him some praise for who he is right now? Hey everybody, Pastor Jay here. I just want to thank you for watching. I hope that this message challenged and changed your life with the power of the Holy Ghost. We ask that you continue following us and watching us weekly and if you want to follow us on any social media platform you'll find the link to all those platforms in the description below we love you so does god have a great day